but about two years ago, I was raped. There's a lot of anger. We're not being manly enough. There are two ideas about safe spaces. My understanding of the world changed. And I felt numb. Are you a man or a mouse? I was alone. I couldn't bring myself to say it. I was lost. All I wanted was to be able to share my experience, what was happening to me with someone. Hey, again, welcome once again to Safe Places and Spaces for Men. This is your male survivor resiliency coach and leadership development coach, Thomas Edward, coming to you once again from Sacramento, California. All right, I think the switch has flipped. So so yesterday, I think it was like 85, 86, and then I just started looking at the forecast, you know, for the weather for like the next 10 days and of course it's all in the in the 80s and just continuing to get to get higher so i think we've hit that little um like i said the switch has been flipped and now we're just gonna have the the 80 90 degree weather coming up here um and that's just it so i got out this morning and and did my little 30 minute walk early uh, making sure i'm doing my social distancing uh, while I was out there, there weren't that many people out there. So that made it a little bit uh, easier to, if you get out there in the morning, like around six or something like that. But um, that means more people will be doing it though soon because uh, of the heat. So people stay in when it's hot and then they'll be out in the morning or in the evenings when it's uh, actually a little bit cooler. All right. Shout out to France. Shout out to um, Australia, New Zealand. Shout out to India. Right. So just checking where some of the things are coming in from. And I'm like, wow, this is great. Germany, uh, UK got places there. And so shout out to Canada. I've got some listeners uh, up there also. So that is great. Like I said, I hope the information is um, helping you uh, wherever you're at. If you're in your COVID-19 and hopefully this is maybe helping you to, to think about some things, maybe to pass some times and and maybe if you are living with the survivor as we're doing this uh, latest series on help me, uh, help me understand, then I'm hoping that helping you also during this time. And kind of still on that same vein or topic, we're going to talk a little bit um, about trauma. So you're living with a survivor of childhood sexual abuse. You're living with that male survivor and you're just trying to understand this just a little bit more. And so we're going to talk just a little bit about trauma um, just so we have a better understanding. Now, if I were to ask you, you know, what is emotional and psychological trauma? I mean, uh, how would you how would you describe that? OK, uh, if I were to, you know, give you a quiz, what would you say? So most people might say something like, you know, well, what happens is you have some type of negative experience, you know, in your life. And what happens is, is that you just can't you can't forget it. You can't move past it. OK. I would say, okay, great job. Pretty much you just kind of, you kind of summed it up. But when we think about the challenge, the challenge for you to consider when we think about different situations in which trauma occurs is the impact that it actually has on the victim. Okay, so the person who is traumatized. Now we all experience this, even though we're looking at it from the lens of the male survivor that you're, you're, you're living with, that you love, that you care for, these different type of things that you're trying to, help. But I wanted to take it and think about from um, your male survivor that you're living with and if their trauma, if their event happened during childhood. So we all know that a child, you know, who's been abused or who's been neglected or seen something horrific, that most likely they're going to be traumatized. 
Okay. Now, would you consider maybe, let's just say, a two-year-old, a one-year-old, if they've been severely neglected or traumatized, would you consider that to be traumatized? Would you consider or even think about uh, your adult male survivor that you're living with who has a history of trauma to still be suffering from the trauma that they experienced during the childhood? Now, this is really important when we think about this, especially when we're working with, you know, like we said, the male survivors in our families, our, our loved ones, those who have endured trauma. And I know I can tell you that I have my my fair share of, of traumatic experience. Sometimes they call me the trauma king. It's like, OK, not just the abuse, but man, I've been run over by a car while I was walking across the street. I've been shot because I was black. I mean, just a whole bunch of different type of things. So people always ask me, like, how can you still smile after all the stuff that you've actually endured? And I'm like, oh, let me tell you, it takes takes a lot of work, but it's it's worth it. But what happens is oftentimes when we talk about um, the child experiencing or, or being traumatized, what happened is it gets locked inside of themselves. And then that child has the fear of actually coming out. So why would you want to come out of hiding just think about after experiencing this this earth-shaking moving experience so now think about it from that uh the abuse lens why wouldn't you want to stay hidden so now think about now you're an adult and so you're still staying hidden because you still have the fear the anxiety that can grip you and it can hold you captive for years and that's why i'm always a proponent of You know, if you're in this space, man, let's work, let's coach, let's get this so you don't have to continue to be there for years. But just think about, you know, many traumatized children from the sexual abuse, they grow into fearful and anxious adults. They're struggling with depression. They're struggling with uncertainty. And it can be manifested in different ways. Right. And so maybe adults, they're simply they become the perfectionist. That was me. I was one of those. And so they can't really relax. They can't really enjoy life because everything has to be perfect and mistakes are not allowed. Now, when we think about, you know, trauma, trauma, it's a complex phenomenon because it's intermixed with biology, genes. Um, We got all these environmental influences, factors. You got your physiology, right? So you got chemicals in the brain. Remember, cortisol. And so we all know that that stress hormone in the body, cortisol, when it's released, that we can get a little bit out of control. And so the body becomes stressed. The brain responds in negative ways. And it's just like having, I'm going to say, a, a mini breakdown okay, or, or, or burnout. And so with all that physiological change that's taking place, and remember, we even talked about this for those of you that have listened to the podcast when we talk about, you know, why did I freeze those different type of things that we know that during childhood development, the brain is actually physically being altered by what's going on. So we talked about the broca and those different type of parts of the brain that are actually being affected that then causes it causes it to be more difficult for the person as they grow into adult years, right, to to work with that trauma. But like I said, we've got all these different type of things that we're experiencing from the trauma. So we might become hyper vigilant 
in some cases. We have struggles to trust others. Okay, so think about that little child growing and these things are still there. And so a host of psychological and emotional changes um, occur and they make functioning in daily life very difficult. And sometimes for some individuals, nearly impossible. So I want you to, to think about this. And the reason I want you to think about this, because oftentimes there are, I'm going to say, misconceptions when we think about trauma. And maybe you're working with an individual, maybe you love a, a male survivor who has experienced this type of trauma. And maybe it's difficult because maybe some of the concepts that we have around trauma are making it challenging for us. For one, here's here's one we think about a misconception of trauma and maybe you're dealing with that we think that trauma is just simply short term. Now, you probably would say, oh, no, come on, come on, Thomas, I don't really think that. OK, but have you ever had yourself when you're working with your male survivor to think about, man, are you still going through that? Or haven't you got over that yet? Didn't that occur like when you were age five or, or 10? You're still dealing with that? Now, <laughs> what is that? Well, it's the misconception that you think that trauma is short term. And so the effects of, of traumatic experience, it, it can be lifelong in most cases, at least in me and working with individuals, it, it is lifelong. So even after years of, of therapy, a traumatic experience oftentimes never disappear, I'm going to say, from um, the conscious level of the victim. And I always tell this when I'm working with, with individuals. It becomes easier when you learn that this is just a part of you. So your abuse history is a part of who who you are. So like I said, even though you, after the years of, of, you know, therapy, the traumatic experience, it doesn't just like disappear. You know, I've even um, worked with or had many individuals, you know, after they say they, they were sexually abused, say that the rape is over, but the scar is there forever. And so guess what that means? That means that when you look down and see that scar, that it's still with you. And that's part of that's part of my case, too, um, you know, because I shared with uh, some of you guys before that, you know, part of my sexual abuse actually include, you know, torture. And so there are marks on my body that are there and I get to see them. And so, you know, uh, it it, re it reminds me. So when we talk about that misconception about trauma, pretty much that if, you know, the child's removed from the environment or the traumatic situation, that the trauma is over that okay well then that means they're never going to have to deal with that again experience it's it's short term well that's a misconception when we think that trauma is short term all right here's another one i want you to to think about and this one is, is really it's not i'm going to say difficult there's always different research and stuff and as we continue to do more with this you know, different, I'm going to say, psychiatrists, sociologists, you know, physiologists fall on different things. But so when we talk about traumatization, especially for our male survivors, let's go back now to our childhood. And so one of the misconceptions is that, of course, traumatized people, they always do bad things or they're going to do bad things. So the reality is sometimes 
kids do when they're traumatized because they're trying to find a way to express what's going on with them. So sometimes during that state, they might exhibit, you know, conduct problems, especially in adolescence, um, things like stealing, lying, cheating, manipulation. It just depends on the extent of where it's going to, if there's support, there's not support. Um, so when we think about that, I, I guess I'm trying to say that the, the, the myth is, is that, well, just because you're traumatized, it means, of course, that now you're going to have this whole world of, you know, uh, I'm going to say crime. Um, it is. But when we do look at the research, we do find often that for sexual abuse survivors, that often we are more involved in possible risky behaviors. Uh, we do find that there's often more um, sexual promiscuity. And then we have um, this whole chart of different type of chronic things that affect them later in life as adults. And I think that's in, um, uh, for those of you stage, I think it's stage 1A or stage 1B, where all this information for those of you that are taking the course. So just when you get ready to it, uh, when you run into it, just be ready for it because it, it talks about all the different type of things in the stats. Um, and then it talks about the ACEs, right? So the adverse childhood experience. So that's one that we might fall into when we're thinking about um, the trauma. Here's the other one for us to think about. That's oftentimes a, a misconception when we're looking at trauma. We're just trying to figure out this person that we're, we're working with. What are, they, what are they going through? And one is that a misconception is that there's no way that trauma could really affect the brain and body long after the trauma. Like, okay, so we're still going into that whole short-term um, perspective. Now, here's the thing. Each individual is different, right? So depending on what's going on, like I said, if there's support, there's not support, those different type of things. Some, let's just say, kids might be resilient during their first few years after the traumatic experience. Some actually seem to develop, or it looks like on the outside, we're going to say without any problems. But then what we notice is that there starts to be struggles somewhere around ages, I'm going to say 9, 9 to 12. Now, I know for many of the guys that I work with, um, I'm going to say that when they discuss and talk about the, the ages that they were, when they really kind of started experiencing some, I'm going to say the um, interpersonal, you know, issues, uh, academic issues, emotional challenges, they start sharing with me, it, it happens, or they start experiencing it and realizing it oftentimes in their um, adolescence. And so what we notice, though, is that the trauma is still affecting the brain and the body long after the trauma has actually taken place. Now, when we think about this and we think about trauma, one of the things or one of the misconceptions I, I think about trauma is that we think that trauma uh, will always trigger, I'm going to say, lifelong behavior and mental health problems. Okay. Always. Okay. Now that's total misconception. Okay. Doesn't mean that you're going to have certain things with you all the time. You might have to address them, but it doesn't mean that it's going to have to be lifelong behavior and mental health problems. And that's one of the things uh, to me, I'm going to say that's a blessing. And that's one of the reasons I love doing what I do and coaching and showing 
male survivors that it doesn't have to be. But there's work that has to take place. You know, oftentimes when we're talking about those who have experienced the trauma, uh, let's just say from our adolescent, now we're coming up into to adult, usually there might be some common, I'm going to say, either behavioral problem or just way of thinking that needs assistance, that needs help. And sometimes certain things can actually develop from the trauma. So I've, when I've worked with some survivors, for them, uh, some things that developed for them were um, oppositional defiant disorders. Um, some had, or they felt that because of it, they had the um, ADHD, uh, tension problems, um, hyperactivity, uh, increased levels, of course, of anxiety and, you know, depression and phobias. But remember when we started off and we talked about those things that that little child was experiencing and then having no support, no way to express them, they're still there until we have an opportunity to start working with them or the support or the help is given for that survivor. I think, you know, when I think about, like I said, some of the misconceptions, um, one of the misconceptions I think is this also when we think about trauma. And that is that with the idea that, you know, if you just go get some help and and you'll probably hear people say this, if you just get some help, you're going to get over the trauma. Okay. So trauma doesn't have to affect a person's life forever. So if they receive, like we said, the appropriate therapeutic services, whatever, coaching, whatever, a good number of individuals, they are able to become more resilient. They're able to have, I'm going to say, those protective factors to support them. However, and this is the thing, so for those of you that have listened to the podcast on CPTSD, which is complex post-traumatic stress disorder, then you realize that trauma is very complex and that it can be a lifelong battle, lifelong battle with flashbacks, um, addictions, fear, anxiety, um, depression that may not even be heard of. And sometimes there, there are lifelong issues. And so for me, I even just use myself, you know, um, as an example. And so you guys know, um, of course, my sexual abuse, it took place seven, seven, eight years chronic, you know, so you've got over 500, whatever episodes of abuse. And so there are sometimes, especially like when I'm working with survivors and we're doing our disclosing. And so stuff that's been locked inside of my brain, probably because then I'm in a more comfortable environment when I'm around other survivors, there's no judgment. They start coming to the surface, right? Well, bam, there's another memory that comes up that's been locked away. Okay. So when we talk about, even though it's like, okay, but you know, Thomas, you've gone through these different type of things, you've done the work and stuff. And yes, there are still things that are there. And there might be things, like I said, I'll have there whatever for my, for my lifelong, but here's the, the reality. The reality is that when we're dealing with CPS, CPTSD, which is complex post-traumatic stress disorder, there is no way to just say, well, for certain, okay, if you get some help, everything is going to be gone. And I even notice, like when I'm coaching and I'm working with um, individuals 
And so we'll get to a certain point, maybe after working with them for 18 months, they're like, yeah, we're done, whatever, I'm healed, whatever, I don't have any more of these issues, I'm great, and got this great job, great family, done all my different type of things, which is great. And then maybe like five years down the road, I'll get an email or a call because something has triggered them. And so guess what we do? We just go back and we just work with where they're at. And just realizing that's just can be part of the journey. All right. Here's another I want to think about uh, misconception, possibly of trauma. Oh, my time is running out here. All right. So if you don't see the trauma, then it can't affect you. All right. So you guys have probably heard of this before. But if you've ever heard of the term vicarious, which just means secondary, there is a such thing as vicarious trauma. And this is one of the reasons um, I'm going to I say this oftentimes for those of you that love us as survivors. Make sure that you're also getting help. Make sure that you're also taking care of yourself, because here's the reality that the things that we're going through, they don't just affect us, but they affect you also. And so now, even though you haven't seen the actual trauma that we experience, it affects you vicariously because you're dealing with us as we're dealing with our trauma. And so even though you haven't personally experienced the, the sexual abuse, you are being affected by the trauma that we are affected by. So one of the misconceptions that, well, if you don't see the trauma, well, it can't affect you. Well, yes, it it can. We see it all the time when you're watching the news, natural disasters or, you know, murders, whatever, child abuse, neglect, all the different type of stuff that even though you may not experience it firsthand, somehow you might be involved, you know, social workers, first line responders. I think about the first line responders now that are dealing with all the COVID-19 stuff. And I think about all the trauma that they're actually experiencing. And so even though they may not personally be in the hospital bed trying to breathe and stuff, they're working with the individuals that are. And so that's actually creating um, trauma for them. Wow. Okay. That was a lot. (laughs) So here's the thing. Help me understand. Like that's what this series is called. When we're talking about trauma, the thing for us just to realize one that it's there when you're working with your the person the guy that you love who's been sexy abused your male survivor realize that just because it happened long ago doesn't mean that the trauma still doesn't affect them today and oftentimes that might be what you're dealing with and then secondly i just want to emphasize Just make sure that you also take care of yourself because our trauma also affects you who love us, who are supporting us and taking care of us. And so I want you to make sure also that you get the support, that you get the help that you need while you're helping and working with us, the male survivors. All right, guys, that's another wrap. It's a great, beautiful Thursday. I guess I I guess I'm noticing I usually do these on Thursday. I don't know. Maybe Thursday's just 
uh, just my day. Um, but one of the reasons I actually like to do them on Thursday, because it's like when I look at, you know, the downloads and listening, uh, there's usually a tick Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Right. And so I, I try and get them out there. So for the weekend, so maybe if you're dealing with stuff and going through stuff for some reason, that seems to be the spike. And I, I understand some of the, the statistics and stuff behind it, but just trying to make sure that you know that you're supported. One, you know that you're loved. And I know that's a hard word. The LOV is a hard word to use for us as survivors. So I'll just say, just know that someone here cares about you. Someone here who understands and someone here who just wants you to know that there's a voice here for you. All right. Safe places for men or safe place for men.com. Go up to the website. And if you're ready, if you're ready to start working on some things, okay, maybe COVID-19 is giving you some time. You're like, man, I've got all this time now. You know, I, th- I think it's a great time for coaching. Because during this downtime, we can start working through some of the things. And then you've got the time to actually work through them, the time to get the support. And I think that's great. So, all right, wishing everyone well. Like I said, if you, if you got anything and you want to share, hey, just go to the website and send me an email. And I'll definitely try to respond as soon as possible. That's just one of my things. I figure if you're going to send me an email, um, then I'm going to do my best to try and reply to that email. All right, everyone, have a great week. But you gotta keep your head up. Oh.